Hello, this is Magenta Giraffes with me, Simona Roy, recording on November 28, 2021. Hi, everyone. So I'm recording this post Thanksgiving. And I woke up today and I was like, I really don't want to record today. Just because I feel lazy and I have to go to work tomorrow and I have a lot of anxiety about that as per usual. It's always hard. It's always hard to go back to work after a break. And I took most of this past week off because my dad was having cataract surgery and then it's also Thanksgiving in the US. So, or it was. So I just took Tuesday through Friday off, and my job gives us Thursday and Friday off. Uh, So it was actually a a good break. I I didn't know how I was going to feel throughout the whole thing. You know, I I didn't know if I was going to be overly emotional or, you know, anything. So I think that I have a little numbness towards this or towards this past holiday. I don't think I thought about things too much or let myself think about things too much because then I would absolutely be crying up a storm. So I think in my mind, I kept it pretty surface and didn't delve deep and distracted myself with holiday movies. And, you know, granted, (laughs) there are um, some emotions that creep up in movies that I never thought uh, it, they would bring out my emotions. Like I was watching 8-Bit Christmas, which is a new Christmas movie on HBO. <laughs> I am not sponsored by them. But I, as you know, I watch a lot of TV. And it was really cute. It was nostalgic because, you know, it was the 80s and being in, you know, I'm an 80s kid. So it was cute. And um, I recommend it for one of the new holiday movies. Uh, But there was a part of the story that had to do with something with, you know, a loss, I'll say that. And I I cried. It just, you know, was like automatic tears. Uh, Press a button and out comes tears from my eyes. So that wasn't surprising because that was a pretty well done movie uh, for streaming, streaming wise. Uh, But what was shocking is, you know, um, I was playing a game on my phone because sometimes well, most of the time I need stuff in the background on television while I'm playing a game on my phone. I mean, hello, that's just how I roll. So I was doing that and I had New Year's Eve on in the background. And, um, you know, that's a really, it's not a good movie. It's like categorically not a good movie. Uh, lots of stars in it. You know, Bobby De Niro's in it, Halle Berry, Sarah Jessica Parker, um, Michelle Pfeiffer, like it's a really, you know, star, star heavy movie. That's like, you know, a lot of storylines, like one of those, like, he's not just into Valentine's Day, Mother's Day movies, where it's like montage cast, where like all these people sort of know each other, and they all have different storylines. There should be there's probably some technical term for it. And I, if there is a term, I will learn it. And I'll let you know. But it was one of those bad movies. And lo and behold, I'm crying at the end of it, just can't stop crying because there was something that had to do with a loss and apparent loss and all of that. So I was just like, wow, I can't believe I'm crying at New Year's Eve. This is like ridiculous. But so that's what I did notice is that 
yeah, I try to keep it surface for myself for most of the time, but there are things that seeped, they, they seep in and, you know, you can't help but, and I'm not mad at myself for feeling any emotion, but I just, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be crying all the time and just sad. It's hard. It's hard, you know? Oh, man, I'm feeling the tickle of my nose, the one that tells me that I'm, you know, about to cry, but I'm not. I, I'm I, I'm going to hold it together until maybe two minutes later and I'm going to start crying. But yeah, so I tried to keep it surface and not go deeper. And I think that that actually helped. I'm fine with that. But then you just is right there. It's right there under the surface. So Thanksgiving, especially I, I wasn't going to do anything because last year I went full out and I cooked everything, big turkey, mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, stuffing, everything for me and my parents. And I'm glad I did because I'm glad that it was just the three of us uh, with our in three of us for the last Thanksgiving for the three of us. So I wasn't going to do anything this year. You know, I didn't have any plans for the actual day of Thanksgiving. And then I thought, you know, it is me and my dad. Like, how many more Thanksgivings do I have with my dad? Right. So I decided to cook lamb um, and we love lamb. And I I especially love, love, love lamb. So I cooked lamb and I made some mashed potatoes and we had some cherry pie and we watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, our favorite show together to watch, watch together, I should say. Uh, and it was actually really, really great. It was a great, uh, lovely Thanksgiving. Like I couldn't have asked for anything better. And the food came out great, if I should say, if I could say so myself. And uh, I, yeah, I, I'm really happy that I did something simple, tasty, and we had our quality time. Like, uh, you know, I didn't feel the need for us to sit at a table and like look at each other and chat. Uh, but we do love watching Curb Your Enthusiasm together. So it was perfect. It was really perfect. And I got to see a lot of friends and kept myself busy over this break. A lot of people reached out. So thank you to everyone who reached out. And, um, you know, I will, I'll segue to reaching out and I have wonderful friends. You know, I, I believe my friends have been here for me more than anyone else. And I'll say it again, blood is not thicker than water. You know, my friends have been my family, my rocks. So thank you to all of my friends who have been there for me. I'm grateful for you. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know about other people with family and um, like, what am I trying to say? I think that I was always taught that you always stay connected to family no matter what, even if you don't like them, even if they're not great people, you stay connected. But as I've gotten older and I'm an only child, so I don't know what it would be like if I had a horrible sibling, you know? I think it would be really hard to cut a sibling off, but I do think that if a sibling is not serving you and if a sibling is terrible and, you know, takes up all of your resources mentally and emotionally and gives nothing in return, then you should cut that sibling out of your life. I strongly believe that, you know, and um, so with that, I don't have a sibling, but 
like I had, I think I mentioned this last week, but I have extended family and it's astonishing. You know, I think I had some sort of idea because of my mom's, how she raised me of what extended family meant and the responsibility and keeping in touch, making an effort. Uh, I totally disagree with that now because I do feel totally abandoned in our time of need. And it's just really funny to see who's there for you and who's not there for you. And I have a cousin in the UK who I, you know, I don't think like in American terms, I don't know if she's like a second cousin or I don't know, whatever. I think she must be a second cousin. But, you know, in Indian culture, she's just my cousin. And uh, this whole experience of this podcast and the grief has brought us closer. And I got to know this person or I'm getting to know this person because of the shared experience and her lovingly reaching out to me. And she's a she's wonderful. And I'm so glad that we are getting to know each other a little bit better, but like or a little more. And that's been great. That's that's what's family, you know, and I I can't wait to visit her one day, you know, in person and see her. And I know my mom really, really loved her. So that's a great example of families stepping up and people getting closer during times of tragedy. And then there are the people that you thought you would be close to forever and who just do not show up at all for you. So I had another cousin who we had a falling out and um, and then I was ready to put it behind us when my mom died, thinking that, oh, like maybe this person will be around now. Nope. Uh, the person called me once and then texted me once when this podcast started and then did not hear from them again until Thanksgiving Day. And the text was thinking of you, uh, blah, blah, blah. And frankly, it pissed me off. I, I just wish that they didn't text me at all. I don't really we don't have anything to talk about. You're not there for me during the hardest time. This like sending a text on Thanksgiving doesn't count. So, yeah, I wrote back saying happy Thanksgiving because that's how my mom would. I mean, it was just harder to not respond. Like, I didn't I didn't think that that was going to be great because I'm not trying to start anything. I don't need to have a fight with this cousin or any other cousin who's not there. But I just don't need you in my life. You don't have to send me a text on Thanksgiving. You don't have to send me a text on Christmas. You don't have to send me texts. It's not. It's not necessary. We're past that. We don't, we're not in each other's lives. So, and then, you know, and then there's another cousin who is my first cousin who, you know, never gives up, like reached out, wanted to see me. I stopped responding at a certain point because I just couldn't, I just needed a break from all of the texts from everybody and reached out again. And then we had a phone day and I got to catch up with them and it was really, really great. And I like I see that person. That person doesn't give up and actually cares. So I'm not going to throw that person to the wayside. That person is still family to me. But, you know, to me, my family is my cousin in the UK and then my cousin in Long Island. That's it. And I think it's totally fine to reevaluate relationships in the lens of tragedy. And I don't think I'm asking much for pe- from people. I don't think I'm holding anybody to a higher standard than they deserve. I think that I'm finally realizing with the pandemic and everything that's happened, like I really do want to choose the people 
that I love and who love me to be a part of my life and who I give energy to. So, you know, it's a little emotional winter cleaning or tragedy cleaning of the emotional mind. I don't know. So, I, that you know, the holidays bring up a lot of feelings about family, but I'm pretty... I'm pretty confident about these choices and I feel happy about it. It's freeing. And I see so many people who suffer from their families and feeling obligated and feeling like they have to do things and being berated and treated poorly by family, but taking it because it is, you know, under the realm of family. And I can't, I I can't sit back and watch that. I've seen it like in so many of my friends. And, you know, it's hard with siblings, especially, and I don't have that burden, (laughs) I'll say. Uh, But, you know, I say, really surround yourself with the people who love you. It's, it's, it's gonna make you the better person. And it's gonna make you the best version of yourself. So that's what I have to say. Easier said than done, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, I don't think this episode is going to be very long because that's okay. This is like my journey and my documentation and all of that. I will say there was one thing that happened, which was I had a nightmare this week. And I haven't had a nightmare in a while. And this was a very upsetting nightmare. So it was me and my parents. We were outside. We were by my car, which was parked on the street. And it was raining. It was slippery. And like I had fallen by the car. I mean, I was just muddy. And my dad was going into the house. And my mom, for some reason, had two bananas in her hands. I don't know the symbolism of that. Uh, But I just remember the two yellow bananas in her hand. And so I got up from the ground and I was walking to the house and I thought she was behind me. But she wasn't. She went across the street and slipped and hit her face on another car and all and then screamed in pain and screamed for my father. And we both turn around and look and she's standing and upset and crying and yelling for my father and all of her teeth are falling out. So I go over to her and I pick up the teeth from the concrete and I'm trying to comfort her and I feel so bad. Um, This is hard. Like this nightmare really shook me. And so as I was picking up the teeth from the the concrete, the road, I should say, uh, I woke up and I couldn't go back to sleep easily because I was so disturbed by this image. And I was trying to think like, what a strange nightmare. What could this possibly be about? And I didn't have therapy because it was a holiday week and I just, you know, needed time off. But I think, I think that dream really represents my guilt for feeling like I didn't do enough for my mom when she was sick. Like, could I have saved her? I don't know. I I think that that's what the dream represents. Do I think I could have saved her? You know, I do think about the hospital that I took her to because I took her to a local hospital and they're not the best. I mean, you know, my town can be a little ritzy. So, you know, seemingly the hospital looks like it's great. It looks like it has a lot of money. And it's very pretty. But when it comes to skill and knowledge, it's not they don't always make the best decisions at this hospital. So 
sometimes I think like, what if we didn't take her to that hospital? What if we took her to a hospital in New York? Like where I took my parents, um, where did I take them to? Columbia Presbyterian when they were both sick, you know, during the beginning of COVID where I was really worried and my dad's, you know, breathing was really labored and we were all very concerned. I took them to Columbia Prep because uh, my friend told me to take them there. He's a doctor and he's like that, you know, you got don't go to the local hospital, go to this hospital. It's the better one. And, you know, he wasn't wrong. That hospital did save them at that point in time. And the level of care and knowledge was greater. And I don't know what would have happened if we went to the local hospital instead. So when my mom got sick again, you know, and we took her to the local, part of me still thinks like, what if we took her to the other one? But, you know, with her being local, my dad was able to be with her every day, every night. And, you know, that wouldn't have been the case if it was in the city. (sighs) So I have guilt. You can't, and I'm telling this to myself and anybody else who feels like, who who's in this boat of they got sick? Could I have done more to save them? You know, oh, here I go. Um, I know logically that it was the best decision that we could have made in that time, and you can't fault yourself. And I don't even know how much time we would have bought if she was at a different hospital because she was probably like the damage is already well underway, you know, in her brain. But I think if I'm psychoanalyzing myself, I think that's what the teeth dream is saying. So that kind of, it really sucked. It shook me. I'm still visualizing it in my head right now. But I, I don't know. I think it's like something that I haven't really consciously thought about that like I blamed I I feel guilty for not making the what I think could have been a better decision for her health wise. And I know logically like I I'm not going to beat myself up about it, but I didn't know that that was something that was like residually lying inside of me. So, you know, it's something that I'm going to have to come to terms with, but we can always play the game of shoulda woulda coulda and hindsight is 2020 and the living has that that burden of what could we have done to have the outcome be different? But we, you know, as much as I want to do time travel, <laughs> I can't yet. So I can't go back in the past and make a different decision. And I think that she had my dad with her the whole time and that provided some comfort. And I don't know if she would have deteriorated further and more rapidly if she was alone in a New York hospital without him. It's hard to know. I'll never know. But I do have to work on this uh, guilt that I didn't even know was in me. But that's what I think the dream is about. (laughs) And I guess, you know, It might as well be about that, because if I've decided that that's what it's about, then that's what it's about, you know. And, you know, speaking of interpretations of the subconscious, as a birthday present to myself, which my birthday is in January, January 9th, happy birthday to me, uh, 
I decided to get a tarot reading and uh, I haven't gotten like a real serious tarot reading. I think I've got, you know, I've had them, I think like maybe once in Atlantic City on the boardwalk, you know, so not any, not with anybody who I think is reputable in tarot. And uh, I was talking to my friend Cha about it. And we both kind of have the same idea about tarot as, as that it's more intuitive rather than, you know, psychic, meaning that however you interpret the cards or the teller interprets the cards, it's just kind of picking up an intuition and what's, you know, pulling out of your subconscious. And really, it's like telling you uh, more about what you're actually feeling and bringing things to the surface rather than saying like, oh, this is going to happen next Thursday. I think, you know, I the she had availability on my birthday. So I thought, why not? Like it's my birthday's at the beginning of the year. You know, it's a nice little gift to myself. So obviously, I'll let you guys know what the reading is. And it's also an hour reading. I've never had an hour tarot specific reading. So we've got that to look forward to. But um, yeah, I, I think that I'm just gonna end it here today and just say like, the holidays are upon us. You know, we always think we're going to be one way and then it ends up being another. And I do feel grateful for everything I do have and the love I do have. And things are hard. And, you know, what I just thought earlier today was, you know, with my mom being gone, there's a, a little bit, there's less cozy in the world. You know, she, she had a lot of, she was really a cozy, warm energy, uh, just a warm person. And so there's a little bit more cold in the world now, but we all have to acclimate. So, ooh. <laughs> um, anyways, you know, if this is going to be out way later than Thanksgiving, blah, blah, blah. But hope you had a lovely one. I actually had a pretty good one. And uh, until next time, I'm just going to say bye. <laughs>